Keep up with Drake Digital on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DrakeHallMemphis.com. Drake Digital, playing the best rock and roll ever made. Worldwide suicide, huh? Interesting concept based upon the story in front of my face. Top scientists and security experts have moved the doomsday clock forward Mm. yesterday to 90 seconds to midnight, which signals an increased risk to humanity's survival from the nuclear shadow over the Ukraine thing, which everybody is ignoring so far, but likely shouldn't be as uh, Germany has rolled tanks in there and given them a bunch of stuff to play with to help destroy Russia, which ain't going to happen. But it makes things a little bit more interesting now, doesn't it? Uh, And they're threatening the the nukes and such as that. So the the shadow of the nuclearness that is over there and the growing crisis of the climate, which if by now you still are... And you don't do you just don't understand it? Um, well, that's too bad because ninety seconds to midnight is the nearest it's been to doomsday since. It's nearer our uh, ever uh, is my point. The hands of the clock described uh, as a metaphor for how close we are to self annihilation. Yes, bring it has Ooh. been at a hundred seconds to midnight since January twenty. 20. That was pre-pandemic heaviness, and then there was Ukraine, and then there is the international economic crisis, and then you add all these things to the pot and the doomsday clock, which is just a metaphor for how effed up the world is. Um, Nothing tangible there yet. When everything is on fire, um, just (laughs) burning around you, that's the sign. That's when you run out to buy some water. (laughs) <laughs> that last minute yeah yeah when uh, it's all all just you know burning down and there are planes crashing and there are tanks in the streets then you need to run over to Lowe's and get some of their cheap water because well they'll probably be open because they're always open so who knows man that's um that that begins your day along with local notes and news uh our friend bill jones yesterday did a very impressive uh, little uh, broadcast uh, about the Tyree Nichols situation with a criminal attorney. And they analyzed what's going to happen and will likely do kind of a follow-up part to that. Yesterday, the city council met, and there were activists and citizens that showed up to voice their concerns about Nichols' death. Well, thank you. And what the city can do to hold these involved accountable now, that's not, um, there were five five cops fired and two EMTs put on some kind of hold. Uh, as more time goes by, they learn more about these officers. And one of them beat somebody up five years ago. And they want answers on these employees, why they were not charged with any kind of crime. The implications reading through the some of the stories and just some of the concepts that are voiced by uh, Steve Mulroy are that they aren't done with this yet. That's why they are urging patience before this video is released on the Internet. 
And don't think for a minute that it probably isn't already out there somewhere, if you can find it. Uh, there's a quote here from some gentleman who was there and spoke uh, about a traffic violation has woefully served as the precursor of the grisly murder of black and brown people in this nation time and time again. That is not untrue. So some folks here don't want to watch the video. Uh, some do. And uh, Mulroy says it may be released in one to two weeks. They just can't toss this out there for your viewing pleasure until okay. they get more of the facts about what's going on. And that is a big part of the problem. Bill will be here tomorrow to answer more of these questions. And he may do a follow-up uh, little broadcast to the one he did yesterday, which was uh, very insightful and helpful. And we will see how this all goes. The other fun news from the Shelby County, Memphis area involves our beloved Wanda Halbert. The mayor of the county, Lee Harris, has finally opened his mouth, which I hope is a precursor, a step to somebody getting her incompetent ass out of this job. The downtown office will be temporarily closing. They're uh, the parts that take care of uh, the car registration and titles in an effort, it says here, to stay ahead of the temporary rush during tax season. Let's review what we've learned. If there is a temporary rush, how can <laughs> yeah. you possibly close? Won't there be more of a rush then? Does no one see the contradiction in terms there? I guess it's her, her, her thinking is... Uh, that they can get ahead of the rush by getting a bunch of work done now instead of having to deal with new incoming work as the rush is happening. Well, they're going no, to close down these two departments. <laughs> yeah, well, you tried, uh, but I. But you have a, a pretty good brain, and to try to you know translate her brain is nigh on impossible. So they're going to cut out those two things. However, they will still be open for driver's licenses. So that means that some of the staff will be there trying to get ahead of all of this, whatever this means. And the rest of them, uh, they're likely, uh, I am guessing, still short-staffed. And so this is one more embarrassing, incompetent, dysfunctional sign from the county court. So Lee Harris, who hasn't said anything in months, this has been going on uh, since the early fall, and uh, the county mayor, who should have been, I think, out front of this uh, uh, a long time ago, made a statement to, to uh, Channel 5 News. The closure of Wanda Helbert's downtown MVR uh, department and the title are, was a shock to me, as well as Shelby County residents who need those services. So she's doing this stuff of her own accord and not even telling the mayor. He continues that Clerk Halbert needs to have all departments open and focus and filing these open roles in her offices, which I guess means that there are still openings that she has not filled. But at 40 grand a year to work for this crazy woman, who wants that? He says uh, Miss Halbert needs to be held more accountable. I'd like to see her uh, her reports to the commission begin again. Uh, 
This is a problem that is not going away. More pressure needs to be put on Clerk Halbert to adopt serious reforms. It's about time, Lee. Mm -hmm. But that's a good thing. This, uh, and most of all, and then there are comments from those who are trying without any success to get their stuff done. Uh, a guy down there says, "Quote: We just need the tag, man." He was trying to get tags <laughs> for his daughter. Yeah. That about covers it. He says he thinks that there that it is is absurd. There aren't more offices in general in a city of this size or the county of this size. He says, quote, come on, you got to come up with a better system. This has been a problem in the news we have laughed at. It's turned into a parody of itself in the past six months, and she continues to have a job there. Where did all the talk go about having the state get involved? Where did the talk go about the, the amendment that would allow them to get her ass out of there? She is a, yeah. she, she points fingers, blames everybody else, she can't hire a staff and can't get the job done. And ultimately, she's going she gonna to close down for two weeks during rush rush season. It doesn't make any sense. But nothing that she's done makes any sense. Way to go, I, Wanda. You're a champ. Yeah. I don't know how many locations there are. So, but this Six, seven, is that about right? <clears throat> I would think... Um, uh, but this story tells me so they're they're closing the downtown location for just these services of titles and registration, it's making people I guess drive to other locations to get that done. I guess. But, yeah. but I don't understand how that's going to get them ahead. I, it doesn't I make any it. sense. It's it is one more, you know, smoke and mirrors move by her, and she'll find someone to blame. I'm surprised she hasn't already had some. Some you know dumbass, uh, you know press release, but she will, and it'll be somebody else's fault. Maybe. But uh, uh, but since Lee Harris has finally acted like a mayor, maybe this gets her ass in gear. It it's it's just one more, one more little function of the government up there, be it county or city, that doesn't do anything right. That may be too broad of a statement, but uh, when this kind of stuff persists, it's just it's. Get her out. Find a way to get her ass out. Just pay yep. her off for the next term and beat it. <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing. Where the heck is Ophelia Ford when you need her? <laughs> I forgot about her. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the thing to get uh, someone out is they've got to be in for six months. before you How long has it been? Was it, was it August? Man. In or November. They were sworn in in November, but I, I have to double check. Damn it! Well, that's God, sweet. really? We, Only we, November. We, we so we got three more months of incompetence, and then they can uh, give her the gong and just you know jerk her off the stage, which is what needs to happen. What a nightmare! Mm-hmm. So that's that's your local uh, look. Uh, it's just just incredible. And there are other things happening. What did I? Um, Mark here. Yeah, there's more here about Steve Mulroy uh, talking about, and he's being very tactful with this, which he has to, because they're trying to get some more answers. Um, the video release may coincide with a decision to charge these officers. May I say uh, the obvious, 
uh, without being a racist, at least these five cops were black. If any of them had been white, they'd been marching, they'd be, you know, burning down stuff. They were all five black. And some of them have some past marks on their records. So, had this been white cops, we'd have CNN, NBC, and everybody and their mama down there with cameras watching somebody, you know, burn up cars and stuff. That is not out of the realm of what is possible in things like this. But everybody has their eyes on it uh, nationally and, of course, locally. So we will sit back and wait to see where this goes from there. Oh, what else? Was there anything else that I missed from your list, Wes, that's that's local? No, I was just I was going over the an old story about how the recall would work. And the election was on... Uh, August 3rd, so ah. that would be in February would be the required 180 mm. days or so. Dun, dun, and dun, then dun, there's dun, a <laughs> there's <laughs> a 50% uh, of signatures uh, uh, for from the voter registration list, so that's this one person says about 87,000 or maybe 88,000 depending on how it's changed since then. So those are the steps, the first two. It just seems, though, as an employee of anything, if you continue to have these very, very public issues, and you're written up, if you will, at least in the public eye and in the eye of your colleagues, that you would work really hard to do a better job and to fix things and to to you know speak to the public as you fix them and say, yep, we got this, not a problem. In lieu of that, you're going to shut it down again. This woman doesn't care. She is clueless and not overly intelligent. She needs to go away. So, But enough about her. She'll get hers in due time. So we'll stand back and wait for that to happen. Uh, the Grizz in action tonight playing Golden State. The bad news here is that, well, there are people hurt. Um, uh, Stephen Adams is out for four to five weeks. That's oh, not good. He's the team center and the guy that is inside banging around, and uh, he's he's just a he's just great. When uh, John Morant was out last year for twenty games, he was uh, a champ, and they all were. Ja is not mentioned. I assume that his his uh, body soreness. Can you imagine? Isn't his body <laughs> sore all the freaking time? All Get some time. Advil. You're young. Like a lot. <laughs> Get some Advil. Pull your hair up. Get to work, bro. Let's ice go. Ice bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ice bath. Oh, I bet you he's in that, that, that damn ice tub every day. Oh, God. So Probably. they've lost three straight after winning 11 straight, and they have Golden State tonight. That is at 9 o'clock our time as they continue on their West Coast swing. So that's not really good, but um, there's a lot of other, there's lots of hoops to be played still, so nothing Terrible there, but they will most certainly miss Mr. Adams. Mm -hmm. There you go. We'll come back in a sec. The Oscar nominations. Usually, uh, the, these things, it, it. this used to be the beginning of the awards season. But now they've moved things around so much since COVID that I don't know what is when. The Golden Globes have already happened. They would usually happen, I think, first. Then the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys, and all that falls into place down the line. I don't know how this happens now. 
the 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 Oscar nominations. I would bet, and after I run down this list for you, I would bet that the that the masses, if you will, haven't seen two or three of these movies. They may have seen Elvis. They may have seen Top Gun, which was up for Best Picture, but no Tom Cruise. And so it, it just appears that the Academy Award people, I just wonder every year, did, did these people, whoever they are, did they sit down in a room for two weeks or a month and watch every movie that was uh, potentially up for a nomination? Yeah, Hell no. Requirement. <laughs> they d it looks to me, and we'll discuss this in a moment, it just reeks of continuing pandering to a certain race every year. And I mean that uh, only in the most obvious terms without any kind of uh, allusion to um, the work being done and who's, who cares what color they are. But they are so insistent upon catching up and looking like they're doing the right thing by bringing in more black people, more actors, more directors who are black or Asian. Uh, Asian is the key this year for a film that I tried to watch last night. We will discuss that in a minute. You may give it your own shot because it's on the TV. So that's coming up, as is the report of who is playing the Super Bowl halftime show. Never has a halftime show for this football game been any less attractive. Unless you like these people. And if you do, you're in for a... We'll get to that next. First... You can text if you want to eight seven eight nine four two zero about the about the police and the killing and Wanda Halbert and I almost said something there that I shouldn't but um, she, she gets on my last friggin nerve G get her out of here hey but we're all family right we love her she's all part of the mid south man family is family this is Drake Digital. This is Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at drakehallmemphis.com. Drake Digital, playing the best rock and roll ever made. Before we go any further, we had some responses to uh, the Wanda Halbert circus that never ends at 8789420. Folks bring up some pretty uh, salient points. What were they, Sydney? One person says she's an over 40 black female in a protected class and is untouchable because she'll file discrimination. The tag situation has replaced the old inspection station problem. <laughs> well, yeah. As candid as mm. that is, and uh, this, is, this, this should not be an issue about race, but it always is when it comes to the government down there, and it always has been. Um, and that person is probably right, but... It doesn't change anything. No. The a county mayor is a black man. Um, there, you know, there is a council full of black people, a Shelby County Commission full of black people. There should be some kind of a working, working balance of those black and those white to find the answers to these problems. And she stands out as a con as a continuing mess. I don't care what the hell she. If, 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 
if they fired her for for just for screwing up and everything that she's done uh, is on record in her in her file because we all have one or used to have one. There is no way she could deny that this has been a complete mess. B, but she is a black female. Well, but if you fire her, does she have a case against age? Or I don't know. Well, that's why this city has continuing problems with its image over racial issues, and it hasn't changed since pre nineteen sixty eight, and it never will. So. That person is being candidly, uh, well, it's just kind of obvious. What else? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it matters how you do your job. Jenny wonders if they ever opened the new TAG office. No, that hadn't opened yet, I don't think. Why hadn't that been brought up? Right. I don't remember when it was supposed to open and or where it was going to be. Last year, someplace, just to add, uh, just to lighten the load of the other places, but who knows? What else? Philip says, makes you wonder if Wanda has friends in Nashville helping her stay in office. No. I don't know why they would care. Lee Harris should be be the uh, stopgap, the buck stops at his desk. He's the mayor. He's, He's her boss. He oversees these departments in the county. He hasn't spoken up much until yesterday about time maybe he will do something about this but she's been put on notice now publicly yeah so on on the oscar note uh they send out screeners says elizabeth back in my pirating days you could download all the oscar nominees on the download and watch them free the people who are supposed to be the voting academy are not above leaking the screeners well, that's, that's why. That's well. That's why some of these films uh, get out to people way, way early. We'll get to that in a minute. First, the Super Bowl is coming up. Um, when is the? Uh, it's February twelfth, and the games for this weekend. What is it? It's the Bengals and the Chiefs, and Philadelphia and the Forty Niners. Uh, since I'm not sure what the interest level is, but we'll find out because it is the big game, you know. Yeah, go Bengals uh, or Chiefs. So they, uh, I guess that uh, Rihanna is the big star of the halftime show. I wonder about her mass appeal. I was trying to think about people, black or white, that have not performed at this thing, or have they been asked and said, "I'll pass." Uh, Billy Joel hasn't done it, has he? Ever? There are a number of those that have not done it. How about Stevie Wonder? Did he ever do it? Um, Anyway, so Rihanna is there. uh, Emmy-winning actor. Her name is uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Anybody ever heard of her? Uh, Don't know her. No. She's a star of the Abbott Elementary television show, and she sang on the Emmys in 2022. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris Stapleton will sing the anthem. All right. Okay. We have balance here. We have your, we have your black folks uh, that will be wearing tight clothing and shaking their booties and showing their boobies and yay, and Chris Stapleton who has a long, long beard and a cowboy hat and likes whiskey, will sing the anthem. By God, that's how that works. Cool. And then R and B crooner Kenneth Babyface Edmonds will also perform. 
America the Beautiful. So Rihanna will be the big star. Can anybody name one of her hits? Go. I know no. some songs, but I don't know titles. But she has a good voice. I mean, I don't like go by rec- her records, but yeah, she does. Yeah, she has a good voice. I don't, I don't turn it off. There's one with Eminem that I like. Crap, what's that called? Monster. I don't know. I don't know. I have to look at. I think she should do maybe a medley of songs by Aerosmith and Van Halen, and then get off the stage. <laughs> that would rock balls. But it ain't gonna happen. Uh, so there's more of that. The Academy Awards. Being somebody who loves and has always loved the movies, like most of you. Uh, these award shows, the Golden Globes, is a mishmash of television and film. And there's too much of it on one show. And it didn't even happen last year because it was learned that there wasn't one person of color in the Foreign Press Association or whatever they're supposed to be. So they just blew off the whole thing, and they brought it back this year. Um, so Kimmel will host on October. Is that what this says? Is that right? It can't be October. Uh, but my screen just changed, so I don't know. It'll be on sometime. We'll figure it out. The nominations are a little bit... In this day and time, I searched last night for a few films that are on the best best film list. They are, in some cases, still in theaters, but they all came out before the end of the year. Now, now there has been a constant and, um, and a, let's say, a, there's been some, is the word outrage? I'm tired of that word so much. <laughs> about a a lack of uh, you know black people being involved for acting and directing and or writing or behind the scenes work and so they have they've tried their best to be more inclusive and appear to be diverse whether they are or not they have pushed the point and um and these folks are all they have great talent and so they're trying to manage how this looks on paper when you announce who is up for what. This year is the year of some great Asian actors uh, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, oddly enough, (laughs) in a movie called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Love the title. So I figure last night I'm going to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Eleven Honors. Best Picture and Screenplay. Uh, Some of these actresses and actors that you might know, if you saw them, their names you would not know. But they are up for Best Supporting Actress, Actor, and so on and so forth. So I turned it on with high expectations and really wanted it to be good and sat there for the first, not even an hour, and it is it, it's science fiction, action, time travel, all oh. the lives we live in this universe. It moved so fast that you really couldn't tell what was going on. And there's an old quote by somebody who I think uh, it describes this movie. A whizzing fizz of nonsense. 
<laughs> I like that quote. Peter O'Toole said that about something. <laughs> a whizzing fizz. A whizzing fizz of nonsense. I turned it off, and I I can go back to it if I want to. I just couldn't hang. I it, There's too much going on. It's too fast. It's too crammed in. It's too hard to know what the hell's going on. I would like to see who saw this movie. It was on Showtime, I guess. So it's up for all the big prizes. Uh, the Spielberg film, The Fablemans, is up because, well, he's Steven F. and Spielberg. That's why. <laughs> yeah. The Banshees of Inisherin is a fine, fine movie, um, which already won the Best Actor for Colin, uh, what's his last name, Farrell. Farrell. And won some more stuff. Brendan Gleeson is his co-star. He is also up for Best Supporting Actor. It is a, it's a really good movie. If you understand a movie done almost entirely with metaphor, um, it's it's dark, funny in some ways, touching in other ways. In Ireland, in the countryside, it's a gorgeous film, but it's very strange until you kind of get a grip that it's a metaphor for this, that, and the other. But it is really good. It's a dark, dark comedy. Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, All Quiet on the Western Front, Triangle of Sadness, I have no idea what it is, but I'll find out, Tar, T-A-R, and it has one of those little things above the A, so it, hmm. it may be called something else, Tear, yeah. Tar, Tear, I don't know, um, and, a, and uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, although James Cameron was ignored, so it looks... If you want to make an observation on the choices they made here, it seems like it is the year of the Asian actor, actress, and there are many great ones. Eleven nominations for a film that nobody has seen. If you saw it and want to respond, 878-9420. Um, Austin Butler up for Best Actor. Brendan Fraser for that film called The Whale, and Colin Farrell, uh, Paul Mescal. I don't, I, I can't really place him, and a, a a fine actor who I love and always have. He's always been kind of off the radar. Bill Nighy is his name, in a movie called Living, and I was, hmm. and that is in theaters around here still. He plays an an aging aging man who's depressed and has no life about to just kind of give it up. And he moves to Florida and finds some excitement in his life. And the trailer was just, just great. So there's Kate Blanchett for best actress, Michelle Yeoh. Um, and this goes on and on and on. Uh, Angela Bassett is up there. It's a pretty mixed bag of humanity. And everybody gets a taste of being a nominee for the Academy Awards. What will happen? Who knows? But um, there you go. Best director. March, huh? March 12 is the date. So we have time to watch this if you want to. And they're all most likely on one of these services or on Showtime or on Stars or Netflix. Is, uh, where did I find? Uh, I found... Um, 
everything everywhere on Showtime, I guess it was. So there you go. Uh, best international film. That's on here. Screenplay, adapted screenplay. All these things that people don't usually pay much mind to. Uh, this one I thought was uh, the best effects visually. The Batman. Which Batman is this, Wes? This what did I miss? The, uh, the, what's his name? Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, Avatar will, I did will win. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Then they run through those that got shunned. And we'll pass. Um, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. It's just all, all the same thing. But this will be on, and we'll see what happens. If the Golden Globes and the uh, SAG Awards are any indication, they usually uh, kind of follow through at the Academy Awards. So you have time to watch some of these things if you choose, and they're on TV somewhere. And Lord knows there's a lot of TV to watch. Oh, God, yeah. And it's funny because the Razzies are one day before the Academy Awards, and Tom Hanks got nominated <laughs> for two Razzies for playing Colonel Tom Parker in Elvis and for playing Geppetto in Pinocchio. So, well, I, for what that's worth, I don't know. I just saw an article about how that whole thing is insulting and disrespectful. They've been doing that for the longest time. This year they picked some young young girl for the worst actress, and she's like, you know, 10 years old. Oh, I think I and, read that, yeah. And that's just really isn't cool. Kind of shitty. And, you know, and it's, and uh, Tom Hanks is easy to pick on. But the clips that I saw of uh, Pinocchio talk about overacting. Uh, ah. it's, it's just, it, that's why, in part, that was not released on the big screen, I read, because it sucked so bad. Oh. I don't think he was, oh. I don't think he was bad as uh, Tom Parker, uh, nor miscast. He was wearing a, a big old, you know, fat suit and stuff. I don't think he was he was bad in it. He, I mean, he was he was the villain. That was the whole point. Yeah. And but he's had, you know, Tom. He, he just can't open a movie anymore. He's hit that point. He's had two stiffs the past couple of months. Um, what was the one? This Otto or something? I don't know what it was. But he just oh, can't open a film dude, anymore. Dude, I kind of want to see that. So, but uh, Yeah, I do too. Because yeah. he's an old, old cranky dude. And I can relate yeah, to that. It'll be but, great. Uh, I know. But um, <laughs> uh, so this this whole Razzie thing, I mean, I'm sure he'll be a good sport about it. But there you go. That's the Academy Awards. They're a few months away. But it does give you time. We always try to you know cram in seeing the majority of these things and and uh, and. And will, but if you've seen everything everywhere all at once, I'd love to hear your review of it. Maybe I missed something, but man, I just, I just could, I just couldn't, couldn't sit there. So there you go. Emails eight seven eight nine four two zero. Back in a moment after Chris Cornell. Drake Digital with Drake Wes and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Drake Story that made playing the best rock and roll ever made. I'm going to call him when I get done and tell him to stop talking over me <laughs> or me over him. It's my fault, not his. Uh, okay. Ticketmaster Live Nation. Live Nation is a concert promoter. 
that came on the scene, may I, I'm going to guess, about 20 years ago. At that time, there were independent promoters all over the country. Uh, there was Beaver out of New Orleans and Memphis. There were there was a big outfit up in Philly. There was one in Denver. There were there were smaller you know smaller guys that did. They each I guess would you know bid for a tour and get it and so on and so forth. Uh, back in the days uh, before um, there was iHeart, there was Clear Channel. And I proudly worked for them for 15 years. Proudly, eh, and that's ambiguous. But anyway, they either bought um, or they merged with Live Nation, who was a gigantic promoter that came on the scene. I don't know any of the details, the ins and outs, except for the fact that uh, promoters that were small and were local lost out on almost every you know, giant-sized tour in America because Live Nation would offer these artists so much money, nobody else could 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 even come close. So uh, thus began the collapse of all these, you know, bigger market or medium market-sized promoters, and Live Nation was it. So over the past couple of years, the Live Nation, Live Nation, association with Ticketmaster has become a problem and it all came to a head with Taylor Swift and her on sale date for those shows where a lot of kids lost out on tickets because of the fact that they got there 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 are there are there are bots that go online and buy tickets and the public ends up having to scramble for a small small number of these seats some of the seats go to the band some to the promoter some to whomever but the public are the ones that end up in the nosebleeds and have no chance at getting good tickets unless they go online and I looked up to see how many other people sell tickets beside Ticketmaster there is uh, Ticket Hub obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, AXS, SeatGeek, Zunga, and there are probably many more like that. So all of this was pretty ugly, and so the government decides it's their job to get involved. Is it? I don't know. Uh, but yesterday, Live Nation dude and SeatGeek dude, a guy from uh, Jam Productions, uh, somebody showed up at this Senate committee hearing. They were grilled uh, about bots and their computer system being overwhelmed and it led to a bad experience for the consumer, which we deeply regret, said one of these suits. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Marsha Blackburn, uh, she actually asked a decent question for a change. I saw her. Why is it that you have not developed something to sort out what is a bot and what is a consumer? That's a pretty broad question with no answer. Is there, Wes? I yeah, I don't know of anyone who's done that. That would be a great thing to do, though. That'd be all mm -hmm. kinds of useful. Well, shoot, yeah, but I, it's the only way this goes on to restore competition and this is to break up Ticketmaster and Live Nation.
So various senators didn't go that far, but uh, so she said, uh, she, somebody, uh, Amy Klobuchar, said that in the live music industry, there is a unique fact that you have a company that has the majority of the tickets, 70% for major concert venues. That reverts back to my comment about the, the people don't have access to the majority of these tickets. How, she says, however you, you know, see this, it's a monopoly. And when you have those, you have problems. So I don't see any solution that was arrived at. Um, the senators were skeptical, cynical, uh, not downright rude, but just uh, suspicious, and aren't bu- and they just aren't buying any of the bullshit that these people are selling. So the Swift case came up, and so on, so on, so on. So this was left somehow just kind of dangling. Now let us transfer to some audio from a guy that was. He was there yesterday. This fellow is in a band. His name is Clyde Lawrence from the famous band Lawrence. Not really. Uh, But he explains the problem in two minutes. This is the entirety of what he sees in a very articulate and clear-headed fashion as the problem. Here's the audio from Clyde Lawrence. Most of the issues we face stem from the fact that Live Nation Ticketmaster often acts as three things at the same time. The promoter, the venue, and the ticketing company. Let's imagine we just played a sold out show at a venue Live Nation owns and operates. When an artist plays these venues, they're required to use Live Nation as the promoter. Far from simply advertising, the promoter coordinates and pays the upfront cost to put together a concert, such as renting and staffing a venue and striking a deal with the performer. Since both our pay and theirs is a share of the show's profits, we should be true partners aligned in our incentives. Keep costs low while ensuring the best fan experience. But with Live Nation not only acting as the promoter, but also as the owner and or operator of the venue, it seriously complicates these incentives. At the end of the show, costs will have eaten into most of the money made that evening, and due to Live Nation's control across the industry, we have practically no leverage in negotiating them. If they want to take 10% of the revenues and call it a facility fee, they can and have. If they want to charge $30,000 for the house nut, they can and have. And if they want to charge us $250 for a stack of 10 clean towels, they can and have. Once these costs, some of which went to Live Nation subsidiaries, are taken into account, the remainder is split between Live Nation and the band. In a world where the promoter and the venue are not affiliated with each other, we can trust that the promoter will look to get the best deal from the venue. However, in this case, the promoter and the venue are part of the same corporate entity, so these line items are essentially Live Nation negotiating to pay itself. Does that seem fair? The tickets were listed at $30, and our pay ended up shaking out to about $12 of each ticket. 
But in this hypothetical show, the fan did not pay $30 for that ticket. The fan paid $42 because Ticketmaster tacked on a 40% fee. And for the record, we've had them go as high as 82%. Okay. That covers it. Golly. Yes. So you ask the question in Memphis all the time, why don't we get more of the big shows? Because the forum is not in cahoots with Live Nation, as my guess, in part because they have two two different basketball teams that play there. Mm-hmm. And so they have refused to give them the rights to commandeer that place whenever they want to. That's why that all these shows end up going to Nashville or Atlanta or New Orleans under the assumption, and I could be wrong, that they are involved with Live Nation. And so what he just said capsulizes the problem. Yes, it's a monopoly. They work hand in hand. And Live Nation wins, as does Ticketmaster. So that pretty much, you know, pairs this down. Now, I know that um, in South Haven down here, the, um, what's the amphitheater called? I can't even think of what it it's was called. It was Snowden Grove. Now it's Snowden Grove. Now, Bank Plus. they were involved with uh, Live Nation for a good couple of years. They aren't anymore, is my understanding, leaving that venue open for anybody that is a promoter to put shows in there. I don't know about the Lander Center, if they're involved with Live Nation or not, but um, Live Nation still has this by the balls, and other people are going to have to scrap to get acts into these other venues. It's a it's it's a it's a pretty um involved kind of a mess here. What's the mm-hmm. answer? My guess would be that this they went to the Senate hearing and answered questions and said the same corporate jibber jabber they always do, and they left. And nothing is gonna happen. They can't change this. It's too far gone. There's too much money involved. And somebody will pay somebody off just to shut up and leave it alone until it happens again. But is there anybody out there big enough, like Taylor Swift, to cause this kind of a mess again? I'm not sure that that's the case. I don't know. Uh, It reminds me, though, of when Pearl Jam was making all Mm -hmm. the same noise about it in the 90s. And they tried to book a tour basically themselves and use non-Ticketmaster... Yeah, venues yeah. and wound up going to just small town places and uh, playing, playing places, playing venues that just weren't big enough for them, and the whole thing just didn't work out. And I think they had to quit it part way through. And they ate a bunch of money too, but they at least had the heart to give it a shot, right? Yeah. To say yeah. "f you, Live Nation." But it demonstrates just that kind of stranglehold that the Live Nation has on right. the concert industry. And they're, they're, I don't know, the, the Congress could make a law saying that, the uh, no, you can't own the venue and the ticketing and the promotion uh, all at once. Well, the rules have changed over time for monopolies. I remember yeah. in the early 90s in this city, well, let me see, make sure that I get this right. The same people owned the Commercial Appeal, 
uh, Channel 5, uh, WMC, FM, and AM, they were all under the same umbrella, and they had to break it up because it was there was too much power under one roof for the media. Raycom does, or something? Doesn't that sound kind of odd now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because the media has so much power and there's so much of it. But then again, how much power do they really have? It's been it's so you know watered down that I, I don't know who has the power and who doesn't. Because these these networks and these these big media companies are firing people by the thousands every day because they got bloated and they can't afford to keep paying these people. And so there you go. But in this instance, I don't see any answer at all and see how anybody can break this up without causing some real problems. It's going to take a lot. And you were almost exactly right in, as far as year. It's, it was 2005 when Clear Channel spun off its entertainment division and named it Live Nation. Yep. I looked it up. I remember it well because I remember that uh, Tom Petty was in the mix, and I heard about this through him, through his people or something, and uh, somebody locally perhaps had offered him a certain price to play the Pyramid, and Live Nation offered him twice that. How do you say no mm, to, yeah. to, you know, twice the money? So anyway, and Springsteen's tour went on sale, and there was a, a big mess about that because tickets online were $1,000. And it, and it seems that if there was anybody who would fight that, it'd be Springsteen. But he was handcuffed. He's, he, he can't tell them what to do. They, he signed some contract to play these gigs, and they put the price on it. And so something that might show up as, you know, face value as, I don't know, um, let's say 80 bucks, was $1,000. I love yeah. Bruce, but <laughs> no, I know, I'll watch right? a video at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Very strange. So we'll see where this goes. I'm guessing nowhere, like most everything else. Uh, what else do we have going on? We have lawyer Bill tomorrow, so questions for him about family law and bankruptcy and those kind of things uh, are fine. And a follow-up from his uh, great piece that we ran yesterday about criminal law and about the case involving Mr. Nichols and his family and where this is going, which is going to be a long, drawn-out, less-than-attractive scene uh, is what everybody supposes. So we're going to find out as it goes by. So we'll have Bill tomorrow at 7.30. Any text you got, 878-9420 on the concert business. Anything else we've discussed, the movies, you name it, we'd love to hear from you. All right. In the meantime, another big band that hopefully will return sometime soon. You to Elevation. This is Drake Digital. Listen to the Drake Digital shows and podcasts available all the time at drakecallmemphis.com. Drake Digital, playing the best rock and roll ever made. Okay, good. Well, there you go. Um, I'm looking now at the other things we haven't bitched about. Uh, I've, <laughs> there, there's no shortage. There's no shortage. No shortage. I did find some... Uh, 
this morning I had a thing on my phone. It was it was sent to my wife. So how that happens, I have no idea. Well, I mean, it's I guess it's pretty obvious. They wanted to sell her something. Um, what the hell was it? Um, they wanted to offer her. Such, I, I don't know. I hit delete and block and the whole deal. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So uh, I had four spam calls yesterday. Oh, Some wow. days in the email, I have about four or five when I come up here, about five in the morning, and uh, sometimes I have none. So the scammers, they also seemed to take a holiday break, bless their heart, because they're <laughs> so tired of being assholes, and they wanted some time off from running your life and your phone. So I found some texts here, uh, some exchanges from scammers and some of the people that did a really, really good job on getting them to go away and just shut up and stop it. Uh, they begin with various things. They try to act like that they know you, which is why I got scammed into sending somebody a gift card because mm. I thought I was being nice and I was being stupid instead. I fell for that last year because it came to my email. A friend of mine that I should have just, you know, called and said, is this you? And I thought, well, maybe he's having some, some bad luck and I should help out. So I, so I did it and don't, don't fall for that either. Anyway, here are some of the ones that, that, uh, that uh, were handled. Can I call you later is how this begins. Response, who is this? I'm Emily, Lisa. Don't you remember me? Oh, yes. You killed my dog in 2017. This is true. <laughs> Are you happy? <laughs> now, that isn't a scammer. That's just somebody that was trying to, you know, kind of, kind of reach out there. Your Apple ID has been locked. I, uh, and I got uh, two last week from PayPal saying my account had been locked. I don't have a PayPal account. Yeah. Right. Nice try. We have locked your Apple ID because our service has found two unauthorized devices. To unlock your account, you must verify your Apple ID. Click below to unlock your Apple ID. Mm -mm. It will be automatically unlock bad spelling and grammar uh -huh. after you verify it. Copyright, so on and so forth. The person responds, you made a group chat, dumbass. <laughs> and and my phone is ringing right now, and it is a spam call. Ugh. Um, the person that did, that took control of this. <clears throat> Hello, I, <clears throat> I'm Brad Harrison, uh, an agent in charge of your winnings from Christy Davis. Let me know if you if you want to claim your winnings. Thanks. The person uh, does she or he replies. That's funny because I'm Brad Barrison, agent in charge of your winnings from Christy Davis. Let me know if you want to claim your winnings. Thanks. Yes, I am ready. Okay, great. Just go to any gas station or a grocery store and pick up an Apple gift card for $100. So they turned it around on them and <laughs> shut them down. Um, let's see. Do you have a good time today? What's the plan? 
Unfortunately, <laughs> the state has decided to move forward with, with my execution. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, what does that, that is mean? awesome. I don't understand what you mean. I know it's hard to accept now, but you'll always have the memories. I'm so sorry. I hope you forget them. So some of these are real people that reply yeah, as people, yeah. not as dickheads. That's awesome. Um, let's see. Here is always one of the big big things that is a tell. The sender says, Tuesday shipment with two Ps is ready. Click mm -hmm. here. You spelled shipment wrong. It's like y'all aren't even trying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, a person who tried to reconnect with an, some old uh, friend who's a scammer. Are you home tomorrow? Let's go, go, go out and have coffee. I don't know who this is. Hello, this is Nan. You're Finley. The reply, oh, hi, Nan. Nice to hear from you. No, I won't be home. I'm in Tahiti. I'm back in about a week if you'll be free then. I'm sorry I, I said the wrong number. I hope it doesn't bother you. Uh, no, we have definitely met. Nice to meet you. My name is Nan. I'm 30. So she's just talking crazy. Oh, my God. Trying to make this thing shut down. You, um, so she keeps on. Uh, you see why uh, the person is saying you seem uh, pretty, pretty mad. I don't understand why you would be so upset. I was being kind to you. Response, pussy face, far away from the heel. What? Even though you're being very rude, I have a great investment opportunity for you. <laughs> uh -huh. I can teach you how to do it too. Person who asks a scammer some hard-hitting questions. Which country are you from? Uh, the person replies, how many jelly beans can you fit in your ears? Okay, <laughs> what do you want? How may I help you? I need 10000 bucks to buy a car to visit my boyfriend. I'm miserable. I hate spam accounts. Tumblr was destroyed by them. The, the uh, reply, go eat a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to, I thought they were going to say go eat a bag of. Go, go eat a baby. <laughs> Uh, this says, hey, Ringo, it's Regina. We kissed at Raina's birthday dinner and traded nums. That means numbers, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I'm back in the area for a little bit. If ya want to, for sure, hang out if you're not busy. Are you open to that? Would you like, the reply goes, to commit arson with me? That's the <laughs> end of the entire text. That's, That's an, awesome. They went away. Um... U.S. Postal is what is being sent. A mechanical failure has delayed your delivery. Then there's misspellings and so on. And the person replies, you dumb shit, LOL. <laughs> um, I'm not going to use all those cuss words. Let me skip that one. Uh, someone sends this out to somebody. How are you? The uh, response, actually, I just passed away. The end. <laughs> That's great, too. Now, this one Wes may get because it's all about Gandalf, and I got no clue. The person who went off about Gandalf on a scammer. How are you? Not great. 
the scammer. I don't have very much fabric left here, Mr. Willis. Please hurry to ship a new batch of fabric. Response, I'm on it. When will it arrive, Mr. Willis? The response, look to my coming on the first light of the fifth day at dawn. Look to the east. <laughs> that is talk I don't understand. That is a, but... a Gandalf quote from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, spammer, hi. Did you get the cash yet? Response, get rid of the body. I'll get you the cash. That shuts them down really, <laughs> really quickly. Um, and here you go. Thank you for your understanding. You're a friendly person. If you don't mind, can I ask your name? Seymour Butts. <laughs> Do you have a good name? Yes, I live in Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> These are the people trying to <clears throat> take your money. There was one that was really, really funny. Um, oh, they're all just so endlessly silly. But people learn to turn it around on them and to make them go away when it's obvious. And all of these were on uh, Apple phones. I guess the best move is just don't respond to any of it. Delete and block, right? Yeah. Right, right. But it's funny that some people do because I guess they feel like, well, the person already has my phone number, but I don't ever respond to, to that stuff either. But you definitely don't want to respond to an email if it's if there's an email like that or click oh, anything God, in no. an email. No. Hit, hit but, delete quickly. But, it's, but a text, I guess people respond because they're like, well, this, this, this person or whatever, whatever it is has my number. And somebody just texted that they've been called Geraldine now for a while, and he sends the screenshot of the text saying, hello, Geraldine, the market in Memphis is growing. I'm ready to make an offer on your place. Open to a quick talk. And he just sends this emoji, or this face, like, with black, you know, empty eyes as a response. And then again, it says, Geraldine, I'm Alex, a local investor with Reconnect Investments, looking for a property to purchase. I was referring to whatever drive, would you be open to selling it? And then he sends a thing with just this man, like, with his hands on his head, like, leave me alone. <laughs> And then it says, and then the, the thing texts back again. Thank you for your response. By chance, do you have another property you might be interested in selling? Or know someone who's looking for buyers in their house? And then he sends a face just with, a, just you you put your face in your hand like, oh my God, I'm going to kill you through the phone. It, it, does, well, it doesn't stop. <laughs> and on occasion, though, this began on my phone. I just found it. Back in September. And I think it is an old lady well, I am pretty sure because she left a uh, voicemail one time. And she's trying to get a hold of either her granddaughter, her niece, her... Uh, hey, sweetie, God bless you, and I love you. And then she sends one of those pretty, you know, flower things that moves around. Mm. Um, in October, a month after that, she texts... She texts... She texts... I miss you and you and uh, Nathan. How are you both? Haven't been well, but I'm better. God bless you and I and I love you. I said <clears throat> wrong number. Yeah, ma'am, you are calling and texting the wrong number. This is blah blah blah. A month goes by. Hey, sugar, honey, can't you read? I mean, um, then a picture out of the Bible of a verse, and then. 
somebody replied and said, I don't see anything. Send it again. I didn't send that. Somebody else did. So does somebody else have my phone is a, number? Is it a group text? It's not a group no. text? No. Oh, uh -uh. weird. How does that work then? And then Monday I got one that is a picture like a label on a bottle of ketchup. And it says, catch up with Jesus. <laughs> Let us praise and <laughs> and and I relish him because he blesses me from my head to my toes. I haven't replied to that one yet because I got plenty of ketchup. <laughs> go eat a baby. <laughs> go eat a baby. Yeah, I, it, that one is just kind of pitiful, though. You know, I mean, she did, she's old and doesn't know how to use the phone. And she's texting me, and then she doesn't know who this is. Well, yeah. Well, I told I her. That's weird. You can't tell if it's a... That one, though, I don't know. You can't tell if it's a scam or if she really thinks that she's trying to reach whoever. I think them. she's trying because, because the voicemail <laughs> oh, was an yeah. old, you know, grandma-sounding woman. And I hmm. thought, this poor old thing is trying to find somebody. And she either hits the wrong number when she dials it or texts yeah. it. And it's it's not me. Uh, it's I mean, it's not it's not her her uh, family. It's 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 all going to me. And I. I thank you for the blessings and all, dear, but it isn't doing me much good. But anyway, <laughs> uh, best of luck in the future. Uh, there oh is some entertainment-type news about Willie Nelson's birthday. McCartney has a birthday coming up. Uh, a couple of big names going on tour together. And we'll hit some of those and uh, check on your texts, which have been coming in. Thank you. 878-9420. Tomorrow morning, Lawyer Bill is here. You can ask him some things. And we will carry on our discussion about the Nichols case, which was discussed yesterday by a few attorneys. Uh, Bill took the the idea uh, of this. Um, this has just begun. This ugly, ugly scene where five cops were fired and two EMTs were put on uh, put on furlough, and we'll see how this happens. But the big question next says uh, Steve Mulroy, the county DA, is will they charge these officers the day that they release the tape, which by all accounts is you don't want to see it. So now you'll, of course, everybody will want to see it. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Mm -mm. They beat the guy to death, you know. So anyway, uh, here's one of those songs that radio DJs back in the day, there's nothing like a song with a great intro especially if it's what you call a cold intro because they're hard to do. And this is one of the best ones ever done. Here it is on Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Drake Digital, playing the best rock and roll ever made. It's been about a week since we have been doing this um, this bit with uh, these shows that stream, the podcasting is uh, is coming right away, and it'll be. Uh, there were a number of very nice replies to Sid's question on the Facebook about what you would like to hear me do on a podcast, and I appreciate it. Um, and a great majority of it um, is the history of my um, my career in general and in this town. Why you care is beyond me, but um, and the history of rock and roll, 
the things I have been in the middle of and at the time never even realized that they were uh, historical. Um, then there were some that were extremely amusing. Um, uh, Drake and Zeke stuff, books and authors, what am I reading? I should get to doing that more. Um, interviews with various people, concerts I've been to, I bet he has some stories, yeah. <laughs> the adventures that Zeke and I had, <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, a segment on Memphis DJs, um, landscaping, what are you, being a wise guy? Uh, well, they see pictures of your yard and how pretty it is, though, because, well, they comment that it's pretty, so yeah, well, maybe, uh, I don't know. Um, interviewing some famous or infamous Memphis personalities from the past. Well, they're dead, most of them. Um, I don't know who that would be. Oh, here's the one. Uh, asking what kind of podcast you want to, you, that you would like to hear me do. I want to know how Drake feels about the cobalt mining trade, socioeconomic <laughs> slavery in the Congo, and why we are discussing reparations when the battle isn't even sort of over. That's deep. <laughs> Someone that. finally is, is playing to your specialty. Uh, <laughs> Sun Studios. Mm. I might tune in fur, spelled F-E-R, fishing reports on area lakes. Maybe. <laughs> A hundred and fifty some odd things. Memphis barbecue. I, if you can't figure that out, that out for yourself, bro, I don't know. I can't help you. Uh, Jay Sparks is a man that replied, "Nuclear cold fusion." <laughs> All right, I'm on it. Uh, any, but it's it is very nice to see, and it is um, a compliment. I appreciate it. So we're gonna. I'll be doing things uh, uh, with with music. I have lists of ideas of things to do, and we can play them. And likely we'll play them at appointed times. That's what we call it in the business on the weekends. Things like um, instrumental songs that were radio hits. And you can't think of one right now, can you? But if oh, you. Sure. Look into it. Well, there's there was Green Onions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the first ones I ever heard as a kid. Um, Love is Blue by the uh, by this orchestra, which was an indication to me in the 60s about there was more to music than bluegrass and blues. Um, there was orchestral stuff. There was Beethoven and Bach and Mozart and Brahms. And that song, how that was ever a hit, I will never understand. Uh, but I bought that single. I remember that very well. Hmm. Um, that, but there are a, a ton of tunes by Jeff Beck. Uh, Hocus Pocus by Focus that I always hated, but it was a hit. I don't know how. <laughs> but just, you know, various shows like that. Um, some of the most famous songs going back to the mid about the war and just, you know, protest songs in general. There's a litany of things you can do in an hour and then play them. There's also things you can do with interviews and people like that. So that is my my um, intention uh, to do that. And um, 
Wes has his own thing going on. It's even titled. He's getting that uh, prepared to do. So in the week that we've been doing this, we are um, just kind of brainstorming and trying to find the ways to do it and when and how and all that stuff. So uh, thank you for being interested. That is what I meant to say is thanks. Uh, and and the one question, I don't know even how, how to do this, but Sid put it up and asked, what restaurants in Memphis do you miss and why? A thousand people replied. Yeah. Yeah. So we've your... got a bunch of foodies around here, man. Name one of your favorite Memphis restaurants that's not around anymore. That's a thousand yeah. people. A yeah. thousand people. There have been so, so many good ones. Yeah, either has. Uh, let's also point out where you can. Now, there is a difference in this radio show and a podcast. Uh, but there, uh, there are now a list of places where you can get this radio show on a podcast and podcasting in the future. You can always hear the entire show on our website. Uh, but the podcasting, we have just signed up to this new thing that provides the podcast on the list that Wes has right there in front of him. Run them yeah. down, Wesley. Yeah, so you, if you, you can go to Spotify or Amazon Music or Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, the RSS community. I'm working on, on Apple, but I think I might have to do that individually every single day, which will be a pain. Uh, and TuneIn, I think, is the same way. So, And there's others that require some more hoops than these first ones to get our our show onto but the uh, first couple ones the last the last couple of days of the shows are available there now and the the a difference in doing a show on a live stream if i want to do a show on the weekends that is an hour of some of the best um live albums let's say from humble pie to jay giles the stones i can do an hour of live bands and I can play that on the air but it can't go in the podcast category because you can't play an entire song in that form because it might be copied and or recorded and artists get really mm -hmm. kind of ticked about that right Wes? <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah because they're not getting any money for it if we just give it away like that right so what we'll do is build some of these shows and then catalog them and have them there to play again sometime. So right. there are many forms of, of, of shows that we can do, from music to interviews to various things. Sid also found this, this list of um, uh, the top podcasting ideas, which I thought was really interesting because the number one thing on it was local news. And I thought, really? Can we do an hour on Wanda Halbert? Once a week? I, well, probably. <laughs> Is anybody going to listen? We'd start talking in circles, though. Well, yeah, there isn't that much to say. She's just a moron. So, uh, But anyway, um, we do thank you for kind of hanging around. And, um, yes. We have realized how the, what the power of, of this app is and the podcasting and the replays of the shows that are on the website and things like that. And... At first, I wasn't sure. I thought, does anybody really care? 
And then I realized that the majority of the listening done to this has been on the site or on the app. Because the station, you know, bless its heart, just didn't really have a lot of oomph. Uh, it did in some places, but mm -hmm. uh, this is this has uh, proven to be a lot more fun, and it opens up the doors to many, many other things. And if you're asking, will it always be free? Uh, probably not, but it will not be anything exceeding uh, a very nominal fee. If you're, I check my account sometime and I watch it roll by. Uh, Hulu, twelve ninety nine. Netflix is now about fourteen something bucks. Uh, various news services five six dollars. So, this is the way of the future. And if you like what you hear and uh, watch what we intend to establish here, then this is how we stay in business. Uh, is by finding a way to. Um, not spend or, or not say, will you pay us, you know, all this money per month? It'll be a very small fee. And it ain't coming yet until we get all this in place. So once again, it's been a week uh, tomorrow since all this came down. It seems like a year, doesn't it? But um, anyway, this is how, this is behind the scenes. But, yeah. In the radio yeah. world. All right, <laughs> yes. Sydney. Uh, a couple of artists of great renown are having birthdays and doing things. What are they? Willie Nelson is about to turn 90 in April. And he's got some big names that who are performing at the uh, Hollywood Bowl, actually, for two nights. He's, he's just tearing it up. Neil Young is one of those. He hasn't performed in over three years. He so always be... plays Farm Aid, though, for Willie. So. Mm hmm uh, so that's exciting for <clears throat> Willie. Also, Beck, Billy Strings, Bob Weir, Chris Stapleton, Casey Musgraves, Margot Price, Miranda Lambert, Nathaniel Rateliff, Nora Jones, Johnny Roseanne Cash. Damn. Not not Johnny Cash. That would be a, a, a feat. Roseanne Cash, yeah. though. Cheryl Crow, Snoop Dogg, of course. Of course. Tom Jones, Warren uh, Haynes, and Ziggy Marley. And it says Boy, more artists it be are going to be... a trip to sit down... With Willie and Snoop, uh, and yeah. see whose dope made you pass out first. <laughs> you would just have to sit there. You could be three yeah. feet away from him and pass out. Are you kidding me? Yes, well, it is absolutely right. <laughs> Willie Nelson is living proof that marijuana is evil, addictive, and will kill you at an early age. Yep. Oh sure. Go ahead. Happy ninetieth birthday. <laughs> So I know that's not anywhere near here, um, the Hollywood Bowl, but I was like, this is awesome. Okay. A, he's 90, and B, look at all these huge people who are getting together and It'll and be on TV somewhere. For Willie's birthday. I hope so. Um, I'm looking to see if that says it in here, but it doesn't. But hopefully it will. Also, Somebody will put it up. Yeah. One of your favorite people, Paul McCartney, is about to be 81 in June. June, yes. And he took... A lot of pictures with a 35-millimeter camera in 1964 when things were happening. And he's putting them in a book now. It's called oh, Eyes cool. of the Storm. And it's coming out June 13th, five days before his 81st birthday. The pictures were taken in six different cities. New York, Washington, London, Liverpool, Miami, and Paris. There are about 275 pictures. There's going to have there's going to be an introduction, you know, from him. Plus essays by, I guess, the, the couple of people who helped him put it together. But 
you know, he's Ringo did, published some tomes, it says, of pictures and postcards and other Beatles memorabilia. And it also says that uh, n- there's no price on this book yet, but McCartney's it won't be too- cheap. I know, but but how cool is this going to be? I mean, he's I just with- don't understand why he has sat on that for fifty four five. I, I I don't I don't understand how these things keep just you know popping up in his attic. How do you sit on that stuff for all these years? I don't know because surely you don't forget about it, or do you? It was nineteen sixty four. That was a know. long time. Christ, he was he was about twenty one years old or something. I I, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm so not sure yeah. what the math is, but I yeah I I get a little bit tired of the. It isn't like they're taking advantage of us, but um, he keeps you know just just putting stuff out, and they all do. Um, as if yeah. if you want us to all have it um, and to remember you when you're gone, you know, God forbid, and the legacy, then just give everybody a copy for free that signs up. He doesn't need the damn money. No. Send but me a copy, Holmes. You know, I mean, it, come on. It's his It's his work. I mean, he took the pictures. I mean, you can't. So what? what if He's got you plenty of wrote, money. I need some. What if you wrote a whole volume of all the people and the things you did with famous people at concerts and backstage and in interviews, yeah. and then you gave it away free. I don't think you'd want to give that away free. But I wouldn't have the base he has to start from, like $500 million. Hello? Well, there's that. There's that. <laughs> but there is no price on the book yet, but his two-volume, The be. Lyrics, sold for $150 last year and was a bestseller. I never have bought that, and I intend to, but I, I just didn't. I I kind of almost got Paul overload for a while <laughs> yeah. with uh, Get Back. Well, for... I think even better than Get Back, and I can't remember now, maybe it was on Apple Plus, was the oh, yeah. segments he did with Rick Rubin, the great producer. Those were much more compelling, I thought, than the Get Back sessions. Um, but for a while there, it was Paul, 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 which, which is fine. Um, and I was always kind of a John guy, but John left. And so Paul was left behind and um he's uh it's not hard to love the guy for just what he is and what he's done so oh yeah oh yeah we'll look forward to that uh another great rock and roll band thin lizzy and i was that was one of the bands that i was just at the right place right time we were all kids they were playing in a bar in louisville and they had just Put the album out with Boys Are Back in Town, Jailbreak, all that stuff. And uh, to watch them play on a stage as big as my office here, they were brutal. And I mean, in a good way. What have they done, Wesley? They are putting out a anniversary issue of the Live and Dangerous album that they put out uh, 45 years ago that's going to be coming out later on this year it's going to be eight cd super deluxe edition is what they're calling it because what they've done is they they recorded it's uh six shows uh, in total from london toronto and philadelphia and mixed it all in to make that album and these cds are going to be every individual show in their entirety 
So same songs. I I guess so. Uh, hmm. It's so, and probably stuff that's not on the Live and Dangerous album. Huh. So. That's, that's a great it, record too. Yeah, yeah, and so you'll get to. You, you, I don't. It doesn't have a track listing yet. It just says it's going to be all of the complete shows. So they have been uh, remastered and uh, have been worked up here. And it has a little bit of trivia about the Alive and Dangerous album. Originally, they they worked with uh, this guy Tony Viscotti, Visconti, oh, on yeah. Bad Reputation. And they yeah. loved working with him, and it was a huge album for them, and they wanted to work with him again, but he didn't have a whole lot of time to do anything, so they couldn't do a full new album with him, so they opted for Live and Dangerous. Huh. So who produced it? Does it, does it say there? Because he also I produ- he produced he was... Live and Dangerous. That's why they, they went with the oh, live oh, album, oh, so oh, that oh. he could be the producer. Oh, okay. Uh, Viscotti, I'm trying to find him here because I know, I think he worked, um, well, he produced some of the very first stuff for, uh, for uh, yes, he, um, his, his uh, longest involvement with an artist was with David Bowie. I thought so, oh. well, but, I, but I wanted just to make, make sure of that. So anybody who can, of, of that talent, who can take a live album and make it sound good. You have to wonder how many overdubs and how much, you know, toying with it was done. In some cases, if they're that good, you don't need much. Right. Um, if the sound came off the soundboard and it was, and they were on, then it's the real deal. Unlike Frampton comes freaking alive. I wish he hadn't. <laughs> that was the most doctored piece of shit ever put out. No. Baby, I love your way on this. Uh, What did the Jetsons get right about the future? That's been on your list now for a week. This this better be good. Uh, Well, (laughs) it's a meme too. We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, this. Yeah, this comes from uh, this site called Rare, and it's just where someone took a look at the Jetsons or realized uh, what they got well right about the future just like it says uh they they predicted flat screen tvs and television workouts wow got those mm-hmm. so that's a check uh zoom and facetime voice call or, or uh, face calls video calls got yep. that smart watches really huh. yes yeah, smart watches there's the uh the picture of all of these things lifted from the the show included and yeah smart watches yep got those Online newspapers, not exactly as depicted. It's got a picture here of George in his uh, lounge chair with a big screen TV in front of him and a printed newspaper, like the printed front page. But other than that, yeah, online news, check that. Mm-hmm. Holograms. Who were the people behind that? That wasn't Hanna-Barbera. That was something else, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was Hanna-Barbera. I thought it was. I'll look at that. That was Hanna-Barbera. Well, was... They were thinking way far ahead. Yeah. But of course, uh, anybody in that business, they were, of course, probably, um, you know, taking pot. So that inspires. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Roombas. They had Rosie the Robot, which is not yeah. yet quite here. But they also had uh, a few episodes with this small automatic vacuum cleaner that just zipped around the house. Ooh, well, check Roomba. that off. It's a Roomba. <laughs> it's... And well, um, they that's also a say great. Drones. Drones, yes. Yeah. 
Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, so that's a great way to lead in to this tease. Okay. Um, I have an entire page here that came from this site that I use and like so much, uh, Axios. It's a, it's a news service, and their specialty is uh, the news in brief. Uh, you know, brevity, and they hit the high points of the uh, tales of the day be it politics or be it life and health or whatever. They've done a, uh, and I've kept this, and Sid uh, has a little piece too, but they break down, and we had this story, was it this year or in December, when this thing first appeared on the scene? And it's not one of these things that has grown slowly and you hear more about it and they have some, some problems to fix. This thing is a little bit scary, as they uh, say here. The array of possible uses is both exciting and scary. This is the one that I read. Uh, they ask it, what was it? They ask it to answer a question about something, and it did it. Uh, and then they ask it to do it in uh, Shakespearean speak. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they nailed that, too, in a matter mm -hmm. of minutes. The story here, um, this has been being worked on for a long time. Chat GPT is what it's called. And the website is still free, if I read this correctly. And they're talking about the things it can do, and it's becoming a little bit unsettling. In fact, it has got everybody uh, freaked out over at Google and they have rehired and brought back the two guys that began Google because they make $149 billion a year or something like that. And so anybody in this business is feeling the heat from this thing. It says you can now uh, tell the chat bot that you are gluten-free and that, that you love Italian food. In a matter of seconds, it'll spit out a meal plan and a grocery list and say, here you go. And the story that Sid found is a bit unsettling. Uh, tell that in summary, Sidney. And at first I thought that the story I found was about the chat GPT app. This is a different AI app, but still, it, it, it's still scary. Um, this app called Historical Figures has gained popularity because people can talk to about two twenty thousand people from history. So 20, the app's 000. version, yes, I don't know. I don't have a list, a full list. I could, I could click on it and see. But, but basically, that means that their version of Heinrich, Heinrich Himmler lets people talk with Hitler. Oh man! Oh yeah. So it it says. Uh, is he live and, and, from hell or at home someplace? I mean, it, it's it, it's in the AI world. You tell me. Um, I don't understand any of this. This this one person's tw tweet says to everyone saying that AI can't be used for education. I just learned a lot about this Himmler guy who and how he regrets everything he did. So these apps of these you know people like that are saying no. I and then who's how do, who's Jimmy Seville? S-A-V-I-L-E. He, uh, is he somebody, 
He's apparently somebody who committed crimes against kids because this person's tweet screenshot of talking, chatting with this app says, have you ever committed any crimes against kids? It says, no, absolutely not. I dedicated my life to helping children and young people in need. It would go against everything I I believe in if I were to commit any crimes against them. And then the person writes back to it. I thought you raped a bunch of children. I mean, this is freaky. Well, this app, um, this app was created by a 25-year-old Amazon software engineer, and it builds on top of the the Chat GPT, the one you talk about. The, or the I just Vendor. wonder who it is that input all of this information. Um, there is a podcast in this because um, uh, there's so much knowledge about it, and every sentence makes you go, "Wow!" Uh, the this this tool can answer lots of questions, but it doesn't actually, in quotes, know anything. Right. That means it has no yardstick for assessing accuracy. When it comes to a common sense, it makes lots of mistakes. It cannot distinguish fact from fiction. It asserts with confidence obvious things that are wrong, like it takes nine women one month to make a baby. Close, but no cigar. Uh, so I, so the part that I find so uh, interesting and amazing is how did they do this, and how long has this been going on, and if it has become a reality like this in 2023? Well, the future is is here, and it's a little bit, uh, as they point out, scary what mm-hmm. this thing can do. Yeah. The. Uh... Um, yeah, the, the gist of it seems to be, you know how you can ask your phone or or Sid can ask her, her listening devices you know, to uh, make make me a, a gluten-free dinner recipe. And it'll come back and say, okay, I found these websites about yeah, gluten-free uh-huh. recipes. Yeah. And instead of stopping there, this system goes and looks at all of these websites that it finds about it or databases or whatever it can access and then puts together what it thinks uh, are the best things from those sites to match what the inquiry was. That's a good description, yeah. That's This the, also uh, does point out in this long piece uh, that Microsoft has I, I guess that they are first in line to integrate themselves with this thing chat GPT they want to turn it into uh, and kind of pair it up with Bing which they try relentlessly mm-hmm. to get you to use and I always refuse it so if they get involved with Bing that's why Google is doing the pee-pee dance over this whole you know, possibility like, oh my God, we better catch up here. Uh, it's 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 just incredible. And, yeah, and this, um, I wanted to I, add this: this historical figures app is listed under the education category in the App Store, but it's and somebody says, you know, it could be used to make history more interesting to kids, but sanitized versions of problematic figures obviously are representing an inaccurate version. Yeah, we yeah. Don't, we don't want to talk to you know John Wayne Gacy, um, or to Dahmer, or to Ted Bundy. Now, do we? Or to Charlie Manson? Or do we? I'm sure there's people that would love to. They're probably in this list. Uh, I mean, it's two so twenty thousand. So who are history. the people that input the information, and is it thorough, 
on the life of Charles Manson. Well, there's, I guess if you went to go look online, if you did a search for Charles Manson, you would find a whole lot of information on the internet yeah. about Charles Manson. That's what the chat uh, GPT is going and looking at. It's so not, it is gathering it and it's already in there, or do they go look for it when you ask for it? They, they probably go look for it when someone asks and uh, are just that fast at putting something together. And if some if if it is asked something that someone else has already asked, then it's got the information already. So that saves time, I'm, I would suppose. And I'm I'm you know kind of spitballing here. I haven't done a real study of how this works. That just seems like the the very oversimplified yeah. version of of how how it makes sense. It would That's work. probably about right, though. I mean, and because I want, you're right. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to introduce you both to a guy named Edward Tien. He is 22 years old, and he has, like a lot of people, gotten a little bit freaked out about what this can do. Yeah. And he was wondering uh, if there was anything he could do about it. And what he did was he had been studying AI and worked uh, with other software programs. And he worked with a predecessor to this uh, chat program. And what he did in about three days, he developed an app uh, called GPT Zero, and he it uses the software encoding in, in a way from the predecessor, the earlier versions of this uh, chatbot, to use Chat GPT against itself to check whether there's zero involvement or a lot of involvement of the AI system when creating a given text. So you take something. Uh, you take a piece of text from anywhere. You typed it, you found it on the internet, or you had the chat GPT make it. You feed it into this app, and the app will tell you how involved the AI system chat GPT was involved in it, in the oh, creation boy. of it. So it's a counter challenge, if you will, to this thing. Kind of. It it won't stop it, but it w allows people to see okay. how involved the AI was in making whatever you're looking at and God, humans are so screwed <laughs> i know well this this historical figures thing when with this other text when somebody tried ch ch was chatting with hitler and they call him himmler it says i just learned a lot about this himmler guy and how he regrets everything he did really <laughs> that's what this thing is telling people this historical figures app don't get it Nine thousand people have already gotten it because it's, it's mm. free or something well, uh, this will not be free for long. I guarantee you that because it's making too much noise too fast. Because sometimes you hear about these breakthroughs in this, that, and the other, and they're just being developed and it takes it and then you hear about Well, no, this thing popped up in December and it was on Axios and they've kept their eye on it and they did an entire uh, you know, page of information about this thing. It's it's remarkable, and it is worthy content for a podcast to discuss all of this, and perhaps to find somebody out there in Radio Land that can speak to it intelligently. Um, it's it really is. This is not a bunch of hype uh, about. Well, it's it just sounds like that we are on the cusp of something. Is it helpful or is it dangerous? That is the burning question maybe I don't know we shall find out I want to thank our friend Alan at his shop down here Whitehaven South Haven Alan's Automotive 
we thank him for staying with us and uh, he's your man for cars trucks any issues you have making funny sounds engine lights on brakes are squeaking you got things to be dealt with Alan can do uh, pretty much anything with any car or truck you need to just get a hold of him call him discuss the issue make an appointment go by he'll assess the damage and let you know what the deal is 332-3279 Allen's Automotive is on the internet on Facebook on his own site and he is our friend and we thank him uh, for staying with us here on Drake Digital in the meantime that's enough for the time being uh, tomorrow ask lawyer Bill we will follow up with the podcast we ran yesterday the whatever it is I can't tell what's a podcast what's a broadcast it's all very confusing and I guess I'll have to ask this GPT thing what the hell's going on. So um, anyway, that's it. And in the meantime, enjoy the great music. Have a good day. Please be safe wherever you are. And uh, we will be around later on today and um, whatever. Bill tomorrow, 8789420. Text for him. Were there any texts left that are current that will be old news tomorrow you want to get to? You know, somebody says Himmler was one of Hitler's inner circles. Yeah. But that's yeah. this story doesn't mention that. I, I forgot. But he said uh, he, he, he didn't regret anything from what I've seen. He was a sociopath. I said, well, obviously, if he's in, in Hitler's inner circle. Um, but I'd forgotten his name, I suppose. Yeah, Goebbels. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're, they were all, you know, you know part of that uh, fun bunch. And, uh, uh, and, and, and on that note, just a note, on Amazon Prime, a year ago or more there was a show called uh, Hunters with Al Pacino and an oh, interesting yeah. cast uh, and they were older Jewish people and younger uh, ones that were that were in search of the Nazis that still remained on the planet um, it's hard to describe it's a good show though. Uh, uh, it, it was a fantastic show and the end of it, uh, Al Pacino was proven to be the wolf who was the leader of this, and he was a Nazi. And a guy shot him. If you saw this, if not, I just ranked it for you, but whatever. Um, season two began this week on Amazon Prime, and I began it last night. And I thought that Al was gone. He's not. I'll just say that. It's a hell of a show, and it's pretty interesting history. So if you're, and there's one more show that I want to um, just mention because I've never seen anything like it. And at, uh, six episodes, I just find anymore that on Netflix especially, the international shows are so much more thoughtful and complex and involved in history and in various things and they they just are different than what Americans write and produce and act in and I watch these shows and I look for them and if something looks extremely weird I check it out just to see if I can take it or if it's just too just off the chain there's a show called uh, Copenhagen Cowboy it is neither about Copenhagen or Cowboys I have okay. no way to describe. <laughs> um, and if and if I say any, it, 
I don't want to paint a picture of it that makes you assume that it is what it's not. It involves um, this alien girl. We're not sure where she came from, but she has these powers. She rarely speaks. Her name is Niu. It involves Asian people, Danish people, vampires in a very uh, a very non uh, non non a vampiric way it's just a trip and it moves at a very slow pace but the way it's done I mean it episode one I thought can I watch this and it just hooks you in there are six shows and I watched the last one last night and the way it ends there will be a season two Copenhagen Cowboy hmm. if you like off the beaten path bizarro abstract film work this one's for you look at it it's it's something else here's Eddie Vedder have a nice day <laughs>